Hey, welcome to the Little Better Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'll be your host. And this is week three of our series on a little more. We're talking all about Bible reading. And just to warn you, this is a fire hydrant of resources and so many things that can come at you uh, in the show notes. Find all those and many more. We're super excited to dive in. Remember, our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better by the power of his spirit. Do better so together we can be a little better. Hey, welcome to A Little Better. We're super excited to be having a conversation about the Bible uh, today, but before we do that, how about those bills? Matt's so excited to talk about the bills. <laughs> Drew, we appreciate your support. <laughs> really Don't turned blame things me. around for Don't us. Don't blame me. Oh, what a, what a gut punch. Oh, that was hard. Yeah. That was hard. <laughs> yeah, 13 seconds. I do feel like the coaches made a huge mistake by not squib kicking oh, that absolutely. ball. Like, I mean, absolutely. that's just, everyone's going to mm. beat them up about that. There's, there's something it, when I watch the NFL, there are sometimes where I'm like, how are these guys paying paid millions of dollars? And I'm sitting at home. I've never played football. Yeah. And I know you, this is what you should do. Right. Absolutely. And well, they don't do it. Well, yeah. at, at where we were watching the game, I said, I think they should squib kick it here. And then half the room was divided, saying they should kick it through the back of the end zone. Oh, really? And the other half was saying squib kick. So our the, house, was, the, our there's, house was divided. There's, there's no way that it's even an, even a question. You squib kick it. Okay, worst case scenario, you give a, a, a decent return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's still a decent return is going to take eight seconds. Yeah. You have five. You left. make them that run, means right. you have yeah. a hill mary. That's yeah. it. One play. If you kick it off, they have two plays. Guess yeah. what? That's all you need. Mm-hmm. I would rather have put the. You never put the ball in the best player's hands if you don't have to. And if you can kick it off, even to Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. he is not Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And you never give the best player, right? Mm-hmm. We should know this by Brady. Yeah. We should know. He, he, he's taught everybody that lesson, and the Bills just yeah. It's like, oh, let's give Patrick Mahomes <laughs> a shot. Uh, it was just the two at that certainly that day, two greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. It was, it was just a tragedy. One of them had to lose. I mean, yeah. they were so. Mm, that uh, might be a stretch. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers did not have a good weekend. Well, he also played the 49ers defense. Yeah. He didn't play the, the Chiefs defense he, without their best safety. Well, Patrick Mahomes played the Bills defense. It wasn't too shabby until the last 13 seconds. Oh, I, Pat, <laughs> last 13 seconds. Patrick Mahomes, no one's qu- questioning. Even Josh Allen, I'm yeah. with you. He was – I, th- I yeah. my heart hurt for that guy. Like yeah. right? multiple Above times. all yeah. else, like the guy just straight up dominated. Right. He didn't and, deserve to lose. And, yeah, yeah, that game was won several times and then just like a zombie. And lost. Then and then zombie. it was all of a sudden it was back. <laughs> it just kept popping back up to life. Can you imagine how he felt? Like after you throw a touchdown with 13 seconds left, you are in sheer like oh, celebration. Yeah. I just did this. We just won. And then you're like, what? What? I don't even know. I don't even know how you go. And then, oh, can we just so talk hard. about overtime rules for a second? Oh, well, I, was I know the foot? NFL listens to our podcast. Yes, right? they do. So I'd like to suggest college. Just watch co- Goodell. Watch the college play yeah. uh, playoff overtime. It gives at least everybody a chance. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's better than the old days when even a f- just a field goal would have won it. But, yeah, it's like it's but over. It's, it's. But yeah, I agree. It was. It w- that game was lost on a coin flip. Yeah. Mm. You know. And they say statistically Ian our producer he's behind the camera. He was telling me that like 11 out of, or 10 out of the 11 overtime I'm probably butchering these statistics. Mm-hmm. One the, whoever the won the coin flip won the game. Yeah. Yeah. Seven of them did with a touchdown. I don't know if you heard that. So. We need to get him a mic so he chimes in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Bible, not with the goes. bills. There it is. <laughs> 
There it was. Ooh, the Bible thing. will bring joy to your life. The bills usually <laughs> yes. don't. Drew got out of preaching <laughs> in his crazy pants. Can we still see the pants, Drew? No. No. I mean, oh, okay. You know, I'll, they're nice, comfortable sweatpants. So <laughs> maybe one of the weeks you're not preaching, you can just, just wear them around, around at the Rochester yeah. campus. And yeah. All right. All right. Well, 60 seconds sermon recap of week three of Habits for Change. Yeah, uh, we talked about spending time in God's Word and creating a habit of consuming God's Word, and there's so many things that we consume, and what we consume really postures our life to change in a direction, and so we need to evaluate what we're consuming and how much time we are spending on that consumption, and really evaluate those things and then posture our life in the way that we want to change through the reading of God's Word. Yeah. Uh, The thing I love about all these weeks is how many habit quotes you have do you have any more like every week are we getting another one yeah like ralph walter <laughs> well, emerson this quote week. was great yeah yeah you're just like dripping them in really good mm-hmm. uh, these habit quotes love the quotes nice yeah, so all right so let's jump into some questions about god's word um mm-hmm. let's start with our own lives and our own personal stories mm-hmm. how has your life i know this could be we could talk about this for a long time but just a, a one point two points whatever how has your life been impacted individually by reading god's word yeah, I would say, first of all, uh, whatever I understand God's Word to have changed in my life is probably the tip of the iceberg. There's mm. probably so much belie- below the surface, just in your interactions with others, you know, that that you you don't even realize, you know, how much your character has been shaped, yeah. you know, you know, by these habits, by, you know, God, God's Word. But, um, you know, um, for me, it's just, it gives purpose to... I, th- I think purpose and suffering, I mean, seeing purpose and suffering mm-hmm. is one of the greatest mm-hmm. parts of the story yeah. know, of the Bible. I can't imagine living apart from, you know, living in a world that is strictly chance, right? There's no purpose, everything just happens. But through the Bible, I see, I mean, if the title of the book, I would give the title of the book, The Promise. You know, God has made a promise to take his, you know, to mm. redeem his people and mm. bring them to the end. And it, the promise hangs on a thread and there's all that, but, but we're part of that story Yeah, that, you know, so how it changes me is I'm part of something, you know, mm. I'm owned, you know, bought mm. by God. I'm part of this story. It, it doesn't matter what twists and turns or takes. I know in the end, God is going to get me to where he wants me to be. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's woven through every page of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Anything that's good in me is a result of God's mm. word. I view it as like a, a tapestry or something sewn together. All mm-hmm. those little fibers yeah. that come together to make a whole, that's my life. And mm-hmm. every fiber has been touched by the word of God. And so it's hard to even pinpoint. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> you know, even the things I want to take credit for, <laughs> they're, they're not me. They're, yeah. they're God's word you know, being active in my life and Mm -hmm. and molding and transforming me. So, and that's not to say there's some things that (laughs) obviously we all have to work on. But but again, that's my own failure instead of, you know, me trusting in the word of God. So yeah, it's hard to really say, I mean, I don't. I don't even know if I could picture my life without the words of God. Mm, right? It's mm-hmm. so ingrained into yeah. my parents raising me, and yeah. now my life and me teaching my kids. It's just a part of my life. Yeah. Right. For me, uh, <laughs> a, a negative confession. Mm. When I was in junior high and high school, I had a Bible on my bedside table, and I would read it every time I couldn't fall asleep. So to fall asleep. Um, <laughs> that's, that's an honest <laughs> confession there. Because for me, the beginnings of the Bible were boring, confusing, sure. and I didn't really know where to start mm. uh, as a junior high and high schooler. 
But what really ignited my faith, I don't think I was in the point of like losing faith or anything like that, but was in college, I had a professor sit down and like teach me practical tools on how to read mm-hmm. God's Word, because mm-hmm. unfortunately I... I grew up in a church that told you a lot to read the Bible, but I don't think, I can't remember one time somebody sitting down, it's like, hey, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, like, here's some practical tools, like read through books of the Bible at a time, read, you know, consecutive. This is actually just one story. You don't have to start in the middle under a heading. And, you know, it was like, and that just ignited my faith because for the very first time mm-hmm. I saw this as like not just these random patchwork of stories but tapestry like you said um and i haven't looked back since i think that is so huge you know just we need others to show us the way if you're struggling with finding relevance or engaging with the bible that is a solvable problem there are people who can help you there's a great book actually it's called before you read your bible Hmm. um it's a great resource that you can read before you approach the Bible, yeah. and it kind of does some of those things. It kind of gives yeah. you a guide and a framework for what the Bible is, because right, yeah. it is different than mm-hmm. any other book in, in a lot of ways. Right. And it's it's a skinny read, too, so it's really helpful. Um, and it also talks about the right heart posture you should have before you open the pages mm-hmm. of the Bible, which is, yeah, it's really, really good book. Excellent. I'm reading through a plan right now, and it's the read through the Bible plan. And one thing I love about it, it, it it's at some point annoying, but... Before you ever get into the verses, it has it's like the, a devotional, uh-huh. and it's the same, and it's just five pointed questions mm. that like m- move your heart, right? Mm. So like it's like, hey, before you read this, ask God to help you show show you what you're mm. reading, right? Reveal to you, like yeah. so. It's just like five reminders that like posture your heart in a place to like receive and understand that I think is really important. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. I know there's. It seems seems like we're going out of order in this podcast because yeah. you reminded me just of in terms of questions. I mean, there's there's so many questions that help us read the Bible. I don't know what those questions are, but I know it's common common to say: um, Is there a command to obey? Is there a promise to claim? Is there a sin to mm. avoid? Is there an example to follow? Is there a principle to apply? Mm. And you could ask those questions. One of those five questions will be answered you yep. know, or addressed in whatever you're reading yep. you know, yeah. in the Bible. They even have journals. I'm just randomly yeah. spouting out. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a soap journal? Yeah. Soap. No. So soap is like, it's a journal when you read your Bible, and soap is a an acronym, or is it? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, almost, I don't know if I remember them. I got you if you don't. Okay, so S is... <laughs> Scripture. Scripture. O is observations. Okay. A is applications. Yeah. And then P is prayer. Prayer. Ah, So like it breaks down. Like when you read your Bible. Okay. Right. What you know? What's the scriptures? You know, give me some more fun acronyms. You got Mm -hmm. here. So H E A R. So Uh uh, you want to hear God's voice or God's word. H is highlight. So highlight one verse. Mm -hmm. E is explain. Explain Mm -hmm. that one verse. Mm -hmm. A is apply. R Mm -hmm. is respond. Or my favorite, roar. Right, R O A R. So it's like read, observe, apply, respond. Wow. So there's acronyms. They're basically doing the exact same thing. Sure. Uh, yeah. But what I found, so we're talking about where to start in this Bible journaling, is that you got to know like direction you're going. I think when you're reading your Bible, you can't just read it for the sake of reading. You also can't just read it for the sake of grabbing what your nugget for the day, right? It's because mm-hmm. it's going to change you over time, like that teabag illustration. Um, it's going to be a slow seep, but what I found really helpful in reading the Bible is is reading a large portion, but then trying to 
meditate on a smaller portion, which I think those uh, Bible journaling, of Mm -hmm. whether it's here or my wife, her favorite method is you could look it up because I don't even know all the questions. It's called seven arrows. Mm. And so it's seven different arrows that she draws in her journal, that little squigglies, but they all have a a question tied to them. Like, what does this mean for me? How does this mean I relate to other people? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's called the seven arrows method. You could look it up, but Mm. I I do the simple, just soap. And so um, simple man, Uh, but I'm just like picking that one verse and then saying, okay, what is this? How does this verse fit in the context? What am I observing about it? How do I apply it to me? And then what's my prayer back to God um, inside of that? Of trying to read the Bible and say, okay, I'm going to meditate on this one simple verse, or maybe it's two verses, but I'm going to pick a smaller portion to meditate on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think it's important to know yourself. Mm. Okay, so I I really hate reading, Mm. and... Um, it's not because I don't in, like enjoy the things I read. I'm just not a good reader, and mm-hmm. I need utter not, like I need a distraction free room. I really do. Mm-hmm. I need to put. I I struggle to read when people are talking in the background. It doesn't matter if it's the Bible, uh, the most engaging novel in the world. Like I yeah. just struggle to read. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've done, and I think people, when you approach the Bible, there's no like perfect way to do it. You got to mm-hmm. understand who you are, how you learn. And one thing that I've done lately that I've really loved is when I do my devotions, instead of reading it, I play it mm. and I listen to it mm-hmm. and I engage with it way more. <clears throat> so like right now I'm in Genesis and I'm like, cause it's more narrative mm-hmm. and I'm like picturing it in my head. I'm writing down things that are new while it's playing. Yeah. And you know, that for me works really good because I'm, I'm more of a, an audio guy than I am a read. I just seem to get more out of it. It becomes Mm -hmm. way more alive. I know for some people reading is that like jam, but I think knowing who you are, I think some people try to read the Bible. Like one of my good friends, Nate Wegman, he's like, Drew, I want to read the Bible, but I don't like reading. And I'm like, dude, play the audio. It it counts. Okay. It's it's not like you're shortchanging God's word. And Mm -hmm. so I think approaching the Bible based off of who you are, how you learn is important as well. Yeah. What's really cool is that here's a little hack too. Uh, different translations based off the YouVersion Bible app have different quality of audio. Mm-hmm. So like the NLT. Yeah, sometimes on, multiple on, for the same translation. Yeah, and so on the NLT, I do remember this because like when I was taking Bible class and I, I was tr- tr- commuting a couple hours every day, every day, different directions, um, but... I, so I used that time to listen. I had to read through the whole Bible through this class, right? And it's like a 16-week semester class, and a lot of people can't read through the whole Bible like in a year, yeah. much yeah. less than 16 weeks, and so yeah. we had to do it. So I, I was listening to it, but the NLT I found, they do character voice changes, mm. and they have background music at different times to try to get you to feel the moment. <laughs> and I, I'm in there, I'm like driving, I'm like, what's happening next? Like, and it was just really cool. Like, not, on, yeah. on the version Bible app, um, there, I just remember that. Like, It was like, man, this audio is like high production. It's not just some random British guy reading it. It's like they're changing the, like if it's a female character, yes. then it's a female yeah. voice. Yeah. And That's like, cool. Yeah. If it changes it's like male Adventures in Odyssey all over Yeah, again, if it like changes Bible. male characters, they change the voice. And so it was really cool. I just remember that, like having to listen to it 
Yeah, I uh, I'm an actor actually. I may have done a lot of community oh. theater, but Go ahead. Uh, jump into a character real fast. <laughs> Give no, us your but best to, like, actor. Read <laughs> like Paul's. So I love narrative. Mm-hmm. I love story. For me, me it's too. the it's the didactic stuff mm-hmm. that kind of you know I space bogs you down. <laughs> but if I if I stand up and like read one of Paul's letters as if I'm Paul, you mm-hmm. know, talking to the church cool. and try to say like, hey, here's my heart for you, you know, that can engage. Is that what you do to me. Karen like, in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been subjected hey, to that. Yet. Let me, let me I do think know. that's another awesome way yeah. to. I even find that to be true when I read the Bible when I'm preaching. Yeah, I I'm way more engaged with it because I'm trying to add emphasis You're trying to, to engage it. Their hearts and, exactly, yeah. and I think approaching it like that. You know, uh-huh. I, I love that. Like letters, read it like it's a letter. Right, I read it like it's written to you. It is actually just just you know not specifically to you, but through God to you, but I love that idea. Yeah. yeah. So a plug, you know, Equip is kicking off Discipleship Explored this week, and we do the online version on Thursday night, but really good material in there. But there's some mm. readings of Philippians that just, I'm like, I've never heard it that way before. Mm. It's just like, you just feel mm. like Paul's heart is bursting, yeah. you know, and yeah. so engaged. It's cool. That is cool. Yeah. All right. What uh, What are some additional resources? We've talked about, um, you know, methods of reading the Bible. We talked about here, soap, seven arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Brad, you gave a, a whole list of other questions that are yeah. helpful that you could engage with. But what are some other resources? In addition to like, if I'm sitting down to read God's word um, and I have the availability for other resources, what are things that you found helpful on problematic passages or like when you're just hung up, like, I don't even know what's happening here. There's like some cultural gap, you know, like what are some additional resources uh, websites, books, whatever, whatever you may find, podcasts uh, that have been helpful for you uh, further exp- understanding what God's Word says. Yeah, I think I've mentioned before, you know, done, you know, so there's excellent, I, uh, I know I'll butcher this Spurgeon quote, but he said, he found it interesting that people who thought so much of what the Holy Spirit said to them thought so little of what he said to others. Mm. So, and mm. he was pumping the idea of libraries and commentaries, but, you know, again, right, you, you met a professor who brought it alive yeah. for you, but there are people out there who can help you. I remember, like, uh, I used to, Gleason Archer had a book, Encyclopedia of Bible Difficulties, and that would be on my shelf, and it's just like, you, you get to some passage, he would, some crazy stuff, and he would usually have an answer, but there's people mm-hmm. out there who can kind of respond to that, but Don Carson has a couple of devotional books that I'm going through called For the Love of God, and that's... Um, Follows McShane's, you know, reading schedule, um, but I just find that it's super. You know, so I'll read a passage. I know this passage. I've probably read it, a, you know, several times in my life. But it'll just come alive in a new way. I'll see an insight or whatever. So some really excellent, uh, obviously excellent devotionals out there. I like Don Carson's for the love of God. Volumes one and two. Other people, that's a kind of aggressive reading schedule. Maybe there's there's mm-hmm. there's others all the way down to a daily bread, right? Mm-hmm. That's just going to have you read a couple of verses and comment on it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I I think people is a great resource. And yeah. I, one thing I would say is study the Bible with people, but do it on your own and come together. So oh. you're learning the habit by yourself of spending mm-hmm. time with God. You're writing your observations, and then you're coming together to talk about those. And one thing that's amazing about doing a Bible study with people is the things I see, there's going to be some similarities, but right. then I'm going to see something that you're going to miss right, and you're going to do the same thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh man, look how awesome the Bible is. Right. So I think, but learning the habit to do it alone, I think is important. Mm-hmm. I think so many people get caught in, I read the Bible with other people. 
I can't do it alone. You can mm. do it alone and then come together and talk about it. I think people mm. is a great resource. Your community group is a great resource. I think everybody should own a study Bible. Mm-hmm. So when you are reading your Bible, read it through a study Bible. And then on the side, it helps you understand. So it kind of explains things, especially for a, a new reader to the Bible. You're, you're maybe tackling a harder book. Um, have a study Bible. It's mm-hmm. all right there. You just roll it out. You can read the Bible, and then it's got little comments on the side that says, hey, mm-hmm. this is this is what this word means, or whatever. They, they're all different, but I think a study Bible is a great... I think also um, a lexicon, if you want to dig a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. the original language. Some people like that. Mm-hmm. I think um, a commentary is another good thing. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't have to buy all these things. Right. They are available online. Just mm-hmm. make sure you're checking out the commentaries that you're reading. Some can, you know, but for the mm-hmm. most part, you can do all this right on <laughs> at your computer. Yeah. yeah, you could do most of this for free, what we're talking about. Um, l- let's back up a few of those things you mentioned, Drew. One was um, a study Bible. Sorry, I was like, I was like, you said all these things. I'm trying to <laughs> or- organize them in my head. Uh, a study Bible. There's so many different study Bibles out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be a good one or two that you would recommend, Brad? Even well, you would recommend? in starting point for years, we've used here the Life Application Study Bible mm-hmm. with the NLT translation, so yeah. the New Living Translation. And we do that because it's super helpful for people who are unfamiliar with the Bible or new to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing about that is... I'll be there as like the supposed leader in the group and just being wowed. Yeah. Not only by the translation, because the translation will paraphrase it and just say it in a way I hadn't, you know, heard it before. Yeah. yeah. But those, you know, um, Dave Baxter always calls them, you know, uh, comments from smart people, you know, <laughs> down <laughs> below the line on every page. That's you know, funny. it's just so many things up there. But that life application study Bible with the NLT translation is an awesome. And that's one awesome entry point. Honestly, that that's the one of the yeah. ones I would recommend. I have an NIV study Bible that mm-hmm. we read the NIV here. And we read all kinds of translations, but I preach from the NIV. That's mm-hmm. another great study Bible. Probably mm-hmm. a little more advanced, but not too yeah. far off. I think yeah. you could go with either. <clears throat> um, I, I think my favorite uh, version of the Bible is the NLT. Yeah. I, I love reading mm-hmm. it. I think it's accessible, understandable. And with all those comments, I think that's right. a great study Bible. Mm-hmm. Um Trying to think if you want to go a little more advanced. I know could... ESV study Bible is very you're, popular. Are you reading my mind? Like I'm <laughs> yeah, literally you're taking all the credit <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I was gonna say that. No, yes, exactly. Yeah. Continue, Brad, reading no, no, my I'm mind. Done. No, I'm no done. you're that's good. Uh, ESV is and that's yeah. the, if I if I would oh, tear them, start with the NLT, go to the NIV, go to yeah. the ESV. Yeah. yeah. Which is just reading difficulty um, and way of translation is a little different. I think mm-hmm. Reading level, I think the ESV is a, like a tenth grade reading level, uh-huh. and the NIV no wonder is I struggle with eighth that. grade, <laughs> and then the NLT is the, I think like a seventh or sixth grade reading level, which is like not to be insulting, but but the as a whole, like reading sixth grade level poetry is me reading you know at a college level, like yeah, sometimes it's like, true. Um, okay. right. inside I'm, of that, I have a seminary degree, but I still love. Books with colorful pictures. <laughs> yeah, they're engaging, <laughs> and, right? You know, yeah, and there are truly, you know, just some books that just, you know... Um, I have a plenty at my house if you want to borrow oh, I have a lot, too, with little toddlers. <laughs> right. But I think the other thing that you're, the two of you are drawing out is, you, you said, Drew, like, I love the NLT, but we preach out of the NIV. I don't think there's one, like, 
this is the translation sure. that yeah. fell down on golden tablets. Like uh-huh. I, one of the practices that I've been doing for a few years is I try to pick a different translation every year. I love, I love the Bible. My wife is like, every time I'll buy one or whatever, she's like, why do you need another one of these? Like, <laughs> I'll tell you why like, later, it's a, but, okay. in the sense of, but I try to pick a different one every year to just like, okay, all year long, I'm doing my devos out yeah. of this, like the ESV or the NLT or the, NASB or whatever the case would be, I'll pick kind of a different. You know they're all on your phone, just for they are. But I like the physical (laughs) paper. I want to make notes in the margin. Like well, that's the thing, right? I think it was uh, Mortimer Adler wrote a book called How to Read a Book. Yeah, yeah, I had to read that when in a seminary class. Is it true? Because honestly. I haven't read the book, but One of the I've best books I've read. about it. Really? Yeah. It's, so it's stupid for me to say that, but yeah. Does he make the case for owning books because you can mark them up? Yes. Does he do that in there? Because yeah. that's, I mean... He gives you a method for actually note-taking inside the book. Yeah. Um, See, for me, that I, I can't read. I wouldn't be able to read it again. Yeah. Because yeah, I would yeah. be so distracted. Yeah. Well, like the point's yeah. you not having to read it again. The point's like you go into the notes and be able to tell somebody in like 30 seconds, like, this is exactly what Well, I'm about. hoping to read the Bible again, though. Yeah. So if yeah. I like, I'm oh, the yeah, type of person like yeah. I don't my my Bible looks brand new. It, right? does. it does. You showed me it one looks day. I was brand like, oh. new. Have you yeah. ever read the Bible, Drew? And <laughs> I know people wonder like, are not pastors supposed to have like these big thick Bibles and they're All just colorful? Yeah, like, I, like I can't this. do it. Like <sighs> it distracts me. It huh. it messes my rhythm. I don't know why it is. This is the way my mind. Yeah. Works. So don't be ashamed to be you. That's, oh, that's yeah, the message, I'm, right? I'm I mean, we're all. I'll change your little bit. Here's an idea. You could mark up your Bibles and then just get a new one, and then give it to your kids as a present one day. Like, oh, look what my dad thought about this message. I carry my Bible with me uh, everywhere I go. Uh, yeah, your phone. <laughs> you told us we're not supposed to be looking at that thing. Yeah. Well, unless you're reading the Bible. <laughs> but I think the other thing he says in there is that you can read books repeatedly with yeah. profit because you ask different questions. True. Mm-hmm. So we've like, talked... Why to- did I underline that that time? That's like when I find myself coming to back to a passage where I've marked it up or mm-hmm. put a note in the margin, because my favorite kind of Bibles are wide margin Bibles, so I can a little bit more space right. uh, to handwrite. But like, it's like, why did I say that? Or mm-hmm. like... It's like that was wrong. Like, there's times I do that. Like, where I come back and I'm like marking it out because yeah. I'm like, no, that that's not. I said the I thought the wrong thought. Like in that yeah. regard, but which is really funny for me to yeah, stumble but, across. Um, so we've talked about like generic questions that apply all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like your soap questions or the yep. different questions. But there's but what's also true is that life is always throwing us different stuff. Every, we're we're a different person every time we read the Bible because we're mm. a different place of life. We're facing different challenges. Yep. You know. And those questions, like if I'm reading the Bible, you know, I'm struggling with my adult children and their walk with God. What can the Bible teach me about pleasing him as a parent at this stage of life or please me as the leader of a struggling business? Or what, what can the Bible say about a leader in a church during a pandemic, you know, I mean, certainly. I, I think leaders face difficult times in the Bible. Let me look at yeah, them and really? how they yeah, handled that, right? right? So maybe yeah. you're a Nehemiah in the pandemic. I have no idea. Sure. But, but it's, those are, we bring your own questions, right? This is what I'm struggling with now. And that's what maybe brings prayer and Bible reading together because mm-hmm. we have these prayers, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we're asking these questions of God and getting them answered with the help of the Holy Spirit, you know, in the scripture. But ask yeah. your own questions. Mm-hmm. Go, through the, go through the Bible and ask new questions every time you read it. Yeah, and there's just something... I mean, this might sound cliche, but when you read your Bible, it just, like, it don't matter what passage you read, it just mm-hmm. does something in your day. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. It it brings a joy when you need it. It brings a, it, like, I just feel confident. I just feel hopeful. I feel, not, not to say you don't have bad days and whatever, but 
it, there's something about the Bible. When I wake up in the morning and I spend time in it, it changes my day. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like it makes it awesome or whatever. I just, no matter what I face, there is, there's this foundation mm-hmm. in my heart and my soul that I'm just not easily shaken. I'm just not easily worried. I'm, mm-hmm. I have this source that has filled me up to be emptied out. Yeah. But I loved about your message was the, was meditation, mm. you know, because that, I think that's some of what happens with the meditation, right? Is yeah. what carries through the rest right. of the day because of what you did. I was thinking when you talked about meditation, I was thinking about the fact that at work as a, which is now done at paychecks, but as a coder, it was just so much frustration. So, someone described you know, programming as continual frustration with occasional bursts of joy. (laughs) But it's, I will go to bed. And I was many, many times unable to sleep, but somehow something comes together and I solve a programming problem, Mm. you know, in my head. Yeah, there's actually uh, cognitive science that proves that's uh, like sleeping on it. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's like, your brain like links things yeah. back together and you come back, back to the problem, able to solve it. It's like, why? Like yeah. just sleeping on it actually But helps. think about Holy Spirit, supercharged, yeah. you know, scripture bubbling around in your head in the same yeah. way, yeah. right? It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's reshaping the way you see reality, understand yep. reality, respond mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. We carry a lot of things in our head, right? Mm-hmm. I tried to mention a, a couple of them, but I didn't even mention work, right? Like how mm-hmm. many times do we leave work obsessed. You know, obsessed with whatever it is we have to solve, fix, build, right? Mm-hmm. Even with, uh, you know, like little construction projects at my house. Mm-hmm. I spend so much time thinking about doing it before I ever actually do it. Mm-hmm. And what, we have to learn to carry God's word in, in our head. I love that Joshua verse, right? Mm-hmm. Always on your lips, mm-hmm. meditate on it day and night. Why? Mm-hmm. So you actually do it, right? That's yeah. the biggest problem in Christianity, right? We, 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 we probably are pretty good at knowing some of the Word of God. We're pretty good at, you know, not really that great at probably it be on our lips, but doing it, right? Just yeah. acting, applying that. That's why all mm-hmm. the journals are, everyone had application, application and then respond. I always wondered, yeah. like, okay, what... It's because hmm. you, you got to... What does this mean for me? Okay, what are you actually going to do with that? Oh. Okay. Yeah, and and <laughs> I just, I love that. And and then the blessing comes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The, you will be successful and prosperous. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you continue like going back to God. There's a really good resource. You're talking about praying the Bible. Uh, I heard um, a guy, a pastor on a podcast like last week uh, talking about he always like prays through a psalm after, like, a, a, in addition to his Bible reading plan. But then he took the Daniel 610 principle where Daniel, like, goes up to his room morning, noon, and night, and then he mm-hmm. eventually gets thrown the lines down, that whole thing. But he he says, I just pray the same psalm. I try to pray it three times that day, like, throughout mm-hmm. my day. So wow. I, I kind of go back to it at lunch, and then I try to go back to it at night, you know, before I go to bed. The same one, not, not hitting, like, I'm going to read my Bible three different passages all day, but I'm going to read this one three times. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that was so practical yet powerful in the sense of that meditation of, I heard him say that like on a Monday and then heard you on Sunday. Uh, and I was like, man, there, there's something to that in the sense of just simply rolling God's word around in your mind again and again and again. Yeah, I think we talked about the same thing with prayer is just having unhurried time with God. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just that unhurried yeah. time with scripture, unhurried time in prayer. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 
many days, you know, I am getting my scripture reading done, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's something to check off, and it's yep. just like, oh, I better get through it. Oh, I better, you know, but... I got to uh, stay on this hit. plan. I want to get... I got to stay on this plan. I got to read 10 chapters, chapters next week. That's right. <laughs> but to really... Yeah, breathe. You know, have the mm-hmm. unhurried time. It's yep. it's a challenge. Yeah. Another thing I think, if these are for parents or grandparents, is, you know, bringing your kids into it as well. I've, I've learned so many cool things and I've memorized a lot of verses with my kids Awanas program. Oh yeah. Right. So they're memorizing scripture and guess what's happening? I'm memorizing it too. Right. And mm. it's been fun. And like, I think your kids are sponges net right now, right. Yes. At an early age, yes. they are spending so much time learning to walk and learning to eat. Guess what? Fill their sponge with the word of God. Yeah. Joelle is, um, she amazes me. Are all our kids amazing? How fast they memorize things wow, and yes. how they get it. Yes. And I'm like, I don't even have it yet. And Joel's like, yeah, I just memorized this like six verses. I'm mm. like, and like, she's actually pushing me a seven year old. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I think in, in integrating your Bible time with your read the Bible together as a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, pl- I'll plug a simple it. resource that uh, family devotional time, right. Yeah. It's daunting for a lot of parents, but there's a little simple resource uh, called Family Worship Time by Donald Whitney. He also wrote the Spiritual Distance book we recommended a couple weeks ago and the Praying Through the Bible book that we recommended a couple weeks ago. But he had this simple um, little idea that he did with his kids called Family Worship Time, which was simply uh, pray, read, sing. Mm-hmm. Um, or I may have got those out of order, but those are the three act, acts that he does. And he simply says, read one chapter with your family, Every night, mm-hmm. do do a family devo time every night before bed, and mm-hmm. it's all, don't prep like bring zero preparation into this, and just mm-hmm. pick a book of the Bible and read through it. Read through it one heading at a time, one chapter at a time, whatever you want to do, and just ask your kids what you what do you think of that. Just that's all you do, and, yeah. and do that every night as yep. a family, and then mm-hmm. pray pray a prayer in the sense of like God help us live this out, mm. uh, and then sing in the sense of you know sing a worship song like a chorus of something. Um, and that's how they ended their kids' pretty cool. bedtime every night. And it's a it's a little book on how to do that, but I just told you exactly what he said in those. Uh, if you need more, you can grab the resource in the show notes. But, um, yeah, that simple act of bringing your kids in. Because I think for a lot of parents saying, like, you need to have a Devo, they're thinking, like, I need to do what Drew does on Sunday to my kids every night. Like, uh, <laughs> Please then, don't do that. Uh, listen, if I did that to my kids, <laughs> it'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not even like Sunday school or Bible study. It's just like getting if you get God's word out in your family, it starts, mm-hmm. you know, doing mm-hmm. something in their in their lives. And so So, you know, the reason bef- I'm sorry. The the other shoe to drop. The reason I mentioned those colorful books and pictures yeah. was because I love the Bible project. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are that's a great because resource. That will make if you're if you're about to read a book, yeah. yes. go to the Bible project and yes. see how they give the whole outline and the animation and it's, it's brilliant it is. and then and then they have like the whole arc of the bible I and mean, there's in ways to read the bible yeah. but i got a couple but, of their posters but um, for people yeah. who are visual right and we we're in a culture addicted to images right? Yeah. right right now yeah. so that bible project that's a great is resource Here, yeah. here's a last resource for you into the show if you're into like um you know if you're not a beginner or if you are a beginner and you want to take a deep dive the bible project just released like a couple of days ago their new app where they're actually teaching you how to read the Bible by reading the Bible. Mm. Um, and so they have all their resources wow. on an app now, which it's really cool to engage with them because you'll watch it on your phone, your iPad, your um, any tablet that you have an app on. And when they're 
referencing a verse, it actually pops up beneath it so you can see the exact references. Because some of the times I'm watching their videos, the problem I have is like, wait, well, they, they referenced that, but where was where's that at in the Bible? Or yeah. they're, they're talking about those theme videos, and now with the, all their podcasts, their theme videos, everything, it has the ref, actual scripture references like scrolling beneath. Wow. So you can see where it's at. And then you can engage with the Bible. They have a couple translations. I think the NASB, the NLT, and the NIV are the translations they have available. Um, but they're teaching you to pick up on themes. And as you read through it on the app, they actually already have it pre-highlighted. Like, hmm. here's another hmm. theme. Here's a theme. Here's a theme. And it's really cool. If you want to take a deep dive, the Bible Project oh. app, it'll be linked in the show notes as well. Very cool. Well, and shout out to you, because I noticed last week... Yeah. Uh, was it the first time that the show notes showed up? Yeah, so, so it was a plug from one of our oversight team. He's like, hey, you should do show notes. I'm like, all right, I'll figure it out. And so, was, it, was it Dave Baxter? Yep, it yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. But I do love I do love that. You're Now, do the show notes, they show up on, uh, everywhere. on YouTube? Yeah, show up on YouTube, well as Spotify, podca- and Apple. Your audio podcast, yep. everything, yeah. But I Worldwide. saw that, and it was fantastic. Worldwide. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> use those show notes. Because extra work. And we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Bill's fans, I'd re- recommend a psalm of lament. <laughs> One there. Connell recommended a couple psalms of lament if you need a point right. of reference. Oh, and how to lament as well. So if you need to go back <laughs> to that right. first message of the That's year, right. that would be helpful. Hey, well, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of A Little Better, uh, all about Bible reading. Remember, uh, you can see all the resources recommended in the show notes and a little more uh, this week. Uh, thanks for liking, commenting, and subscribing. We'll see you next week.